From the Toddcast Studios in Ottawa, Ontario, you're listening to Talking Feds. Hello and welcome, GC. I'm Todd Lines, and on this edition of Talking Feds, part six of a six-part series deconstructing the Red Tape Reduction Initiative at Treasury Board of Canada Secretariat. In parts one through five, we hashed out the planning and engagement phases for this initiative and looked at the three workshop sessions. This time, a final post-mortem on the initiative with the Tiger Team, Sage Cram, Blaise Hubert, Stacey Ilelegy, Natisha Patel, and Denise Wilde. So hello and welcome to the last session of the Red Tape Production Initiative workshop. No, project. Initiative. Project. We were initiative. Project. We're, we're, we're. Stacey, what was the word that you came up with last time to describe what it is that we're doing? Because it's 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 interviews, it's it's documentary, it's... I can't remember. You remember that horrible... No. Oh gosh! It was brilliant. Obviously, <laughs> it was a post-mortem documentary. Oh, it was oh, post-mortem documentary. It yeah. sounded much better coming from yeah. her mouth than yeah, from my did. mouth. Yeah, it was post-mortem documentary. 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 Five times fast, people. That's I'm Michael Moore, and today that's what I heard mockumentary. Yeah, like, yeah. Post-mortem documentary. Yeah, we'll do it. I like it. Nice. So this project, mm-hmm. this initiative, were the goals? Were they clear? How loud can I laugh in this microphone? <laughs> okay, is, go, go say. Oh, so no, it did. Okay, I, <laughs> ha, raise of hand. I know there's. A, I know it's radio, and there's no hands to be seen. But did, put your hands up if anyone had a clue what the goal was. There are no hands being raised in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that I'm the subtitles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, we had no clue what the. I mean, if you read the the the, the actual Blueprint twenty twenty or Destination twenty twenty report, I believe it said we were going to go and solve red tape, uh, especially with an emphasis on the low hanging fruit of red tape. And so, where it was a policy issue, we just changed the policy, and um, yeah, that's what we were we were going we were tasked to do. And the goals changed weekly. So if we could meet the week's objectives, then that was amazing. And then it just changed the next week. But you guys don't remember how magical it was in those first weeks. Like I wasn't we were, there. Oh, sorry. We were going to change the <laughs> That's world. Right. We were going to change the world. Everything was so magical and like friendly. And it's like, oh, my God, this is going to be easy. We're just going to do this. Like When I was looking at the process, well, when I was looking at the very, very, very first sketch of the process, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can do this twice, twice even in the year <laughs> that we – because originally it was for a year and there was like, this, this one very rough mock-up that we would solve one piece of red tape in six months and then tackle another one in another six months. <laughs> and then we would like <laughs> clean our hands and then we'd be done. Yeah. And are you using your magical sense in the, the magical sense that you usually use yeah. as in – bad <clears throat> magical Magic. Reality. Yeah, yeah. It's broken here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Step one, determine your process. Step two, magic. Step three, change. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed clear. Like, to me, it's, you know, it's Stacey. Um, it seemed clear because it was written out. Like, well, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to look at some red tape issues. And the goal was obviously to uncover them, understand why they're happening, and then just figure it out so the thing is is that i guess maybe the issue is that 
once you say these things and it seems like to make sense and it seems so straightforward, but when you actually start to move into it and I don't know, drill down to say, well, what is the real goal here? Because I remember I kept asking before I came on, are we sure about this? Because I have a feeling a lot of this is related to culture and culture is going to come up and so on. And so, and the answer kind of wasn't clear there. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think every single person on the project had a different uh, idea of what the goal was. So, I think what our idea was identifying what the issues were, like what were the root causes of the red tape. And uh, as we work our way up the channels to the top, the goal seemed to be find the solutions and implement solutions, just, you know, band-aid things together. They didn't actually have that as their goal, band-aids. But, you know, their, their goal really was the solution side of things instead of what is the problem side of things. And also, there was difference in understanding from senior management and us what the goals were. Up higher, they're thinking, well, it's easy to fix, so just fix it. Or it's already been laid out. You don't really have much to do. That was the understanding. So then trying to explain that it's going to take a lot more than just just do it mm. type of thing. Or even to build on what Sage said in terms of management's view was to find the solutions where our view was more um, complicated <laughs> in identifying those problems first. So, Because we could come up with a million solutions, but they're not viable. They're not, we don't have money to say here, use this technology instead of that technology or, you know, there's, there's, there are solutions, but they're not feasible. Yeah. Not that they're not feasible, but we don't actually know what we're we solving. Have, right? yeah. If you don't know what you're solving, it's not yeah. a solution really truly. It's just a um, suggestion. It's a band-aid. A suggestion. Yeah. I'm stuck with that word. Yes, thank you. Oh, it's um, a... So, yeah, so that's that's why we really fo- – and we, we were a little bit um, stuck on the we need to identify the problems first. Yeah. And we would not – we were we – were, yeah, we dug our heels in. But, you know, ah, man, I just have to say it. The answer is, is that the entire project was a giant learning experiment, mm. ex- experience on experiment, experiment, experiment. Yeah. on, you know, how to understand problems like organizational problems and how to understand the scale, the breadth, the depth and the complexity of it all. And so although we didn't have a clear goal, the goal was to understand. Yeah, it wasn't explicitly said but yeah. you're right in the end it was that to mm-hmm. to uh, understand and, and we did that <laughs> um we managed to get a better much better understanding of uh how the pieces fit together and how the problems interact or overlay and then uh which leads to such a great greater complexity so interesting yeah. so i was going to ask how complete you thought that the planning was before the actual commencement of the work how do you even plan for something where the goals are so unclear? Good question. Oh, everyone's looking at me. So uh, <laughs> I guess because I basically nope. came up with a project plan, didn't I? So it, it was more of uh, using, well, was, you know, we were tasked to use design thinking. So um, using design principles, it's all about going to the user to find out what the user, what's going on with the user and what's what's their issue. So the plan was, it was kind of simple in, in a way uh, to create um, it was literally just go out, ask users what they thought, and and then build from there. So we, had, you know, the running joke was building the airplane as we fly, mm-hmm. um, because because we didn't have a, a goal to get to. 
But we knew that as we started collecting the pieces and, and putting them together, that the story would start to unfold and we would start to see where, where we needed to go. Um, I don't know if it could have been improved, the planning. I think the planning actually, granted, I did it. Uh, but the, <laughs> I had a lot of really awesome it. input yes. from She's really awesome people. Uh, but it went, it was pretty, it, the, it was nice. It, it, what it did was solidify the, my understanding that the, this, the, these principles really do work. If you focus on the, sim- the simple, you go back, you empathize with the people, you learn from them, and then you start to look at the information and you analyze it and you work your way through. Um, and then you go back to the people to see if that's correct. You know, there's that back and forth piece. If you, you, if you stick to that, you can actually, no problem is insurmountable. You, it actually simplifies that the unknown. And I think that what we actually were, although we didn't say it explicitly, we were using the adaptive action Cycle. Uh, What's the adaptive action cycle? Because I really have no idea what that is. Seriously. It's the what, so what, now what? Oh, that's what it's called. Here you go. Gene so, always talked about Wow, that. thing yes. I've used for years, never knew the title. It's like, name. Thanks, it's like Stacey. Stacey's last name. <laughs> the thing. The, yeah, anyhow. Okay, we won't go there. But um, yeah, so yeah, because I think that what, that's exactly what we did. We didn't really say that, okay, we're going to, you know, meet and, and we're going to work it through this way. But essentially, we did that. We would uh, meet, we'd say, ha, okay, this has happened, these workshops, okay, we need more of this. Okay, we drop that in. Now what? what, so, what did, so what? What did that give us? And then now what? And we just kept doing that, I would say, throughout the entire... Every day. And I thought it was really well executed in that sense. Because I, me coming in with extremely little experience, every time we would meet and we would have to rejig the plan, it just kind of came together in our meetings, our weekly meetings, because of all these brilliant people sitting here with me. They just, they knew what they were doing. They knew how to get to their objective. And if it didn't work, they had a backup plan. But what was interesting and like coming from, the planning side of things was that for us, like there is no experience on this. Like if you want, I I don't want to, I don't want to inflate anyone's ego, especially my own when I say this, but we were pretty much pioneering for the whole first year. Well, no, throughout the entire project, we were literally coming up with a plan to solve a thing that there was no plan to do. No one has a plan to say, okay, well, fix the red tape. There's Everybody has like an idea of where it could be, but nobody formulized it in such a way. And I'm not saying that our plan should be the plan that's used in other places, but it's a starting point. Well, you did a very good job. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I yeah. think to build on what Blaze is saying, we, we did go out and we looked at Australia, Netherlands. We looked across the globe. Uh, we looked at design co- groups as well as regular government people uh, and, and and beyond different levels of government. And nobody was tackling it in every every other organization tackled it in a very specific way. We are looking at small business people red tape or we are looking at um, it tended to be very legislative, regulatory type red tape specific, whereas no one actually started to look back behind at the culture piece or not the culture piece, but the actual back and public service side is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, it w- there was, I, you know, I couldn't steal anyone's project plan to begin with, which was yeah. really sucky because I love doing that, you know, like, oh, look, they've got a plan. Yeah. So it was, yeah, we were really like just making it up. 
Again, you did a very good job because <laughs> I, the whole time, I thought you knew what you were doing okay. each step of the way. And I would keep asking, like, where can I go to read up on this? Because I want to be able to do the things that you guys are doing and be able to come up with an idea. I wish I could have given you the lack of sleep I had. Yeah. Because <laughs> ultimately, that was it. It's waking up at two or not yeah. going to bed at two and going, what's the next step? What's yeah. the next step? How are we going to do this? Because most of the time we were like we were spent a lot of time reacting more than being proactive or anticipating because of the unclear goal Mm -hmm. and the changing everything or the changing expectations throughout all of it. The changing clerks who are technically the uh, lead. We had three clerks. Yes, we had three clerks throughout this clerk initiative. Um, wow. Three clerks That's during an this excellent clerk initiative. calendar. Yeah. And we've basically met one once. And I say this like very, like I met her for 30 seconds. No, I met her twice for 30 seconds. And she said, the second one said, you guys go cut that red tape for us. Um, yeah. I, did I, you get a high five though? Not even. Not Maria even got a high five. And did you say with that multi generational team? Yeah, five. she got a high five. Uh, I wish I could have gotten a high five. Um, but just to go back, um, just as a little addendum to the first question on the goal of the project, there was no goal, but there were a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to a deputy minister. I won't name the deputy minister, but I remember hearing, oh no, it wasn't me. I was next to Gene, who was the first manager. And that deputy minister said, get this project right because we're all like everything's riding on you getting this project right. No pressure. No pressure. None whatsoever. (laughs) None whatsoever. And so I just stood there and going, you have no idea what this project is. What does that even mean? Yeah. So that was really scary being told that from like a deputy minister. Yeah. Anyways. Everything depends on you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You hold the fate like, of the world in your hand. Like it's a hero's journey or in a world. Like where, sorry. In a world. We need one of those trailers that you see on Facebook yes. where they make yes. fun of, you know, the silly things in life. I had that in the project plan. I swear to God, yeah, I did. had that in the yeah. project. I had a, awesome. I had a movie yeah. thing in yeah. the project yeah. plan to talk yeah. about what we were doing. Yeah. 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 That I would be amazing. It would have been. Would be. Yeah. It would be with the red tape and making a movie and the government is a mm-hmm. donkulous. Yeah, it is. Remember when we had the idea of making weekly videos to show yep. the progress the of the playback we videos. The playback videos. So, yeah, so this is part of the project plan. We we so for every week as we would move forward, we were going to stop and do a quick twenty minute recap on what has occurred, kind of as a, a learning experience mm-hmm. and as our update tool. We would then share the video across and and all the blooper twenty twenty champions and ADMs could then, you know, we were going to synthesize a five-minute version for them, but this was the quick five minutes on what's up with the red tape. Fine. Yeah. No, we didn't even try to make one. It no. just, it was, it was <laughs> too complicated. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, it's simple. It's very simple. But uh, I think we have a, we're very good at making complicated things mm. out of simple exactly. things. Exactly. You know, Absolutely. I have an iPhone and we have yeah. bilingual people. Exactly. So what's so hard about doing that? Well. Mm. But then it stops at comms, right? Is that where it gets complicated? Part of it, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's part of it, yeah. Part of it. We also talked about having a radio show. but then- Yes. <laughs> oh, you're it's the big morning program. Yeah, we With talked about it. With Blaze Bear and yeah. Sage Cram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the more you thought about it, the more you're like, yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> And then there are more, much better people kind of a waste to do of time. it. Yeah. There's, much, yeah, there's, there's, there's experts. This guy Todd. Experts. Not experts. a waste of time. Experts. And you know what else? I mean, like, it means you have to do every morning at the same time. Oh, God, I could barely make those 9 a.m. like content <laughs> yeah. meetings, for Christ's sake. So, yeah. 
And then dealing with people's grumpiness too sometimes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a morning person. No. I'm not naming names. He may have outed himself, so it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I can take it. Was it a realistic schedule that you undertook? <laughs> okay, yes. No, no, yes. I love if, it when, when the answer starts with a laugh. I know I, that I'm on the right track. Okay, so honestly, I fully believe that if you look if you look at the original project plan and the weeks laid out, the amount of time to spend on each of the pieces, yes. What was not realistic was the space between the pieces of the approvals, yeah. the briefings. Mm. We were we got stuck in no man's land more often than not on just can we move forward on this? Or can we do this? Or how what's do happening? we do this? Or what's happening at all? Um, but I think, honestly, I think the, like we had you know, 12 weeks for the... Yeah, but how many times did we ask for a project ext- extension? We never did. Twice? Did we? Twice? I don't remember that. Wait, they added six months? No, nine months the first time and then another six months the second time. Yeah, but so the truth of the matter was this project wasn't a year-long project no. from the get-go. We were just told it was a one-year project, yeah. and it was really, truly uh, almost a two-year project. Yeah, from two-year It was project. initially yeah. planned as a two-year project. They just didn't tell us. Was the schedule detailed enough? Can you make a detailed schedule? You can. Or something so diffuse? Oh, well. you, oh you totally can. The problem is, is, can you? is it realistic to stick with it? No, no. absolutely not. It was just running along the same theme as we're building the plane as we're going. Mm. So we built it in chunks of time for our first deliverable. And then as the deliverables would change based on other people's opinions, we would have to rejig the whole schedule. Man, I just have to say this. I wish there would be a stop motion videos of like the pictures of every single project plan Mm -hmm. from the beginning to now. Yeah. That would be amazing. Anyway. We could do that. Go into GC Docs. (laughs) Get all your versions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, you were going to say something, Sage. Before. Oh, I was going to say sometimes we added helicopter rotors on top of the airplane. <laughs> and then sometimes we had like guns, like machine Turned guns on the bottom and like maybe some floats. So yeah, yeah. Pontoons. Depending on the day, the plane was very different. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, and different purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the obstacles. Obstacles to meeting your scheduled dates, your, your milestones of the project. Uh, people? <laughs> no, and expectations. I want names. So the ex- I want names. The expectations attached to what our deliverables, um, or well, no one knew what our deliverables were. I think that was the first piece. There was no, uh, we would like a blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like, oh, well, you know, we kind of want something that's sort of great and awesome, and we expect a lot from you. So a I place think that, We want a placemat. We want to play, oh, we want a placemat. For what? And With a what? And a report. But from January till about, April when I started because we're a horizontal initiative and there's no hierarchy in the group. There wasn't direction as to who would be doing what. It was just kind of the manager will say, okay, you'll do this with this person. And then the other people would be out in the dark and wouldn't even know that you're working on that. So there wasn't a lot of collaboration as a team. It was like groups of people, but then like trying to sort out who was going to work on what was also a challenge because like everybody had their comfort zones, but the manager tried to take you out of your comfort zone and give you something else. At least for me. Do you guys feel the same way or? Uh, no, no, no. I was put in my comfort zone. You were? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> my comfort zone was one of the areas where we needed someone okay. to be in. Okay. <laughs> How about the others? Do you feel like you had direction on what 
you had to be tasked with. Everyone's looking at Stacy, and Stacy's not and looking Sage. at anyone. <laughs> do you have something to add? Stop narrating. <laughs> this is what I do. I look for the quiet people. Um, that- no, I knew, I knew, I knew exactly what to do most days. I, I didn't know what that would amount to on a week to week. So like trying to get the big picture was always like fuzzy. Uh, but I spent, I think I spent for the first year about 50% of my time in the manager's office. Mm-hmm. There was a chair that had my imprint on it. And <laughs> yeah. In that regard, I'll say that I came with expectations on what I thought I was coming to do because I had, you know, things written on my assignment. Um, you know, agreement, mm-hmm. let's yeah. say, put it that way. And having just come off the project, as I said, never assume, <laughs> um, makes an eh out of you and me. Um, but uh, because I, I was coming off a project that was, had some similarities with this one. It's secret, so I can't talk about it. Anyhow, I hate it when people do that. They me say, too, this is really like, interesting thing. Lay, that lay, I, I, I got an A-tape it. I can't, I can't tell you anything about it. I can't it. tell you about it, even though you're my colleagues and also have secret level clearance. Yes. <laughs> so it was a, a, a project like this, rather nebulous. And um, I thought that this, like we were going to approach this project the way we had approached that project. And I thought, okay, that must be one of the reasons that I'm But here. how would we know if it was secret? Ah, because others knew about it. <laughs> others were in the know. <clears throat> Anyhow, so, <laughs> so I thought that's what I came in. And so I was all good to go. And then um, kind of had to <laughs> sort of had to feel my way blindly through which role I was supposed to take and there wasn't like the teacher said there wasn't like a clear like you are this role um at least given to me but i i had like a lot of different uh, you know like a a lot of different uh tools in my toolkit or party tricks in my party trick bag i don't know whatever so i and i was anxious and ready and raring to to use them because I, i don't think anyone has touched on it here but i think i can say this with some uh, certainty is that we're all passionate about making an impactful change in the government and in particular where it's people related to overcome not just red tape in the clinical policy rule sense but really to have a workplace that where you can you know bring your talents and accomplish something that is meaningful out there i don't think that's too much to ask so uh, if you're not passionate, then please just speak now that you're not passionate. But Then uh, there's the door. <laughs> but I'm not say, passionate at all. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there was that. There was a degree of uh, uncertainty in terms of where to sort of fit yourself in. And I remember meeting with Roger in um, the first meeting, <laughs> uh, you know, your 15 minutes welcome to PNP. And Roger said... Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the DG on the project has a really strong entrepreneurial spirit. And so go ahead and shape this how you you want to shape it or basically take flight. I can't remember exactly what he said. 
And I remember thinking, and I should have asked him, oh, what do you mean exactly? <laughs> Is it, um, I, I, I didn't realize that this project was going to be so different that really what you could do was come up with your own ideas and just pitch them forward. It just never occurred to me that that's really, that was like a part of it. Um, it really was not like your grandmother's project. And unfortunately, I figured that out, I think, a little bit too late, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but... Uh, Nonetheless, good stuff. Let's talk about resources. Would you say that there were enough resources available to you for this project, given no. the given the constraints? Okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. So Ready you can't just give up? me a no. No. Where where could there have been more resources? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think maybe to build on kind of what. Stace and Atisha were talking about um, is that the lack of clarity in roles. I think that a job like this is really because because it's so very different than any other government job. There's a lot of it. people walk in going, well, I've got, you know, this is how it's always been. So I got to write the briefing note and you know, I've got to do this and this. And to come into our project where that was not how we worked, I think for, that was a little bit awkward. Um, and then what we really needed was strong leadership and people saying, we need you to do this. My expectations are X, Y, and Z. Project manager. Yeah, you can be all be entrepreneurs um, and let's figure out how to work together. There wasn't a lot of focus on the team building element. Mm -hmm. And I think that that probably was, uh, well, that just probably goes back to the obstacle piece. But it also fits into the resource piece is that I felt like we were always lacking skills. We never really had that comms piece. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a comms person, but I... I couldn't do both comms and design work and, and the reporting. You know, like, I'm sure we were all spread way too thin. Yeah. Um, so it would have been nice to have people with key, like, a comms-focused person that would exactly. support in other roles and a reporting-focused person that would support in other pieces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, every, almost, um, almost every, except for maybe the designing I think we have the design team okay, but I think yeah. the poor design team... Facilitators. More facilitators. Yeah, but you're always going to run into that problem. But you guys had mentioned that this team needs like a good 10 to 15 people on it. The original plan the original was plan. 12, 12 people. Okay, and we're five at most. And yeah. to do what you wanted to accomplish with it would have required more resources. So without those resources, you can only accomplish so much mm -hmm. because everybody is stretched so thin. Yes. Hence, no videos, no trailers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's uh, it's the thing that Sage was talking about earlier. Um, it's all the levels of approval. So it's like you have your own job and then the <laughs> the the normal gig surrounding it and so basically your your nugget of the nougat inside the chocolate bar mm. is what you're actually like where all your strengths are but then it's covered by this hard shell that you have to pierce through that you are not accustomed to at all and so you just have to wing those parts and winging those parts is not as easy as winging your job because you're comfortable and you know the things but when you go into the hierarchy world or the reporting world and the deck world and all those things it's yeah it's 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 just a nightmare so the next question seems like a no-brainer. I was going to ask about, was there sufficient time? You have five people for a job that you probably needed 12 people for. We, I mean, we said so there was sufficient time. We pulled off what we did because we were very good at our scoping. Mm -hmm. um, and I, we also, I don't know how we pulled off half the stuff we did. I was going to swear there. But, uh, <laughs> half the, 
<laughs> you should have. Hot as uh, in Romanian um, stuff that we uh, we we did, um, but. It it was really about uh, what our internal expectations were and just managing those. Like, okay, we, we can pull this off and that's it. We can't do we can't do the videos. That's I mean that's yeah. why the playbacks never happened. They are simple and easy. They just had they fell off the list. Or the like, we just couldn't do it. Not to suggest that the that it wasn't successful what you've undertook, but even during previous interviews, there have been people saying. I wish that we could have, and mm-hmm. you know. Oh, there's so many oh, yeah. things on the wish list and yeah. hopes oh, yeah. that yeah. we really, to you know, to do that, to do the project like I we anticipate or wanted to do the project. We really wanted to be make it out there and ex- lots of exposure across the public service and having them really engage with us. And that, I mean, God, that's a lot of energy and 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 the re- we just didn't have the resources. Or the tools, even to to be able to to do that, which was it was frustrating. So we kind of had to let that little piece of the dream die. But uh, yeah. but but you know what? What really made it like made it work? Mm-hmm. How the timelines work by being unrelentingly stubborn. No, by being like by walking up to your boss or your boss's boss, the ED or the ADM, and saying, "No, we need six weeks to do this. Not four. Not two. Six. Or I need eight weeks to do this. And everybody would push back on us and say, could you do it in half the time? No. And so this is the amount of time that you need. So when we said four months for the engagement, we said four months for the engagement. When we said we need three months to look at this event, it's going to be three months to look at that event. When I say a problem identification period of of six weeks, it means six weeks. Actually, let's make it eight. (laughs) You originally said six? Yeah. Yeah. It was originally six. Imagine yeah, we were supposed to have a week off yeah. in the middle. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we made a date. But it's it's about being extremely stubborn. When someone gives you a timeline, you're like, no, that's not long enough. You go for longer, and we fight. And sometimes it required walking up to the ADM's office and just saying, okay, well, here here's the value proposition. We can do it your way, but it's going to cost us X, Y, and Z. Or we could do it our way, and we're going to get you what you want. And so there was a lot of fighting for, you're fighting for inches, and you're like you're you're in the middle of night fights, all the time. It's it makes the process of allowing for the space to this to happen even messier than we assume it is. It's hard also being creative. Yeah. And then being pushy at the same yeah. time. I find there are kind of like left brain, right brain sort of elements. And so, you you know, you're trying to come up with things and there's the whole empathy thing happening. And we're all, you're trying to channel that and use it. And then you're like, no, I can't do that for you. No. <laughs> it's just really, it just, it, I found there were, it was emotionally draining. Yeah. And a lot of days I just went home and I just wanted to crash on the couch, but I couldn't because I had to feed kids. But That's uh, important. Yeah. Uh, 8 p.m. bedtime all its entire project. Yeah, I never took as many sick days in a year than I did on this project. Oh, I'm so sick, this project. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's it, this was the most, one of the hardest, most rewarding projects I've ever been through. But it's also the one that's drained me, like Sage said. Like, it's you, yeah. I've never willingly taken my laptop home on the weekends oh, and yeah. been like, I'm going to work. And people are like, why? You don't get paid for it. I don't care because this project means something to me and I want to do a good job. So I'm going to work and I'm going to do it. Yeah. The amount of times that you just work at night without mm-hmm. telling anyone. And the next yeah. day you have a magical plan that solves everything. Yeah. Well, chances are you did that instead yeah. of sleeping, you know, so. <laughs> or sometimes you dreamt about the project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I'm pretty sure like uh, 
it's funny, but uh, one of our other colleagues who isn't here, Louise and I, we spoke about how we sometimes dreamt about the project. And we would uh, sleep solve problems and wake yep. up and yep. wake up for the, because especially the workshop piece. Now that's yeah. really, that's really where um, I got a chance to play. And the workshop piece was particularly um, draining and interesting and rewarding because even though we had a framework, uh, each of the streams were very different. And so we had to adjust our, um, our design and our tools and so on for, uh, for what was going on. And some, and you only have like a day in between. So, <laughs> so you, you run your workshop Tuesday, you have an outcome, you hear where they're, where your participants are going and you gotta like adjust and turn around and create like a product artifact or whatever for the Thursday so that you, you know, you're gonna make the next one worthwhile the next workshop worthwhile and relevant to your to your user so you know that was um that was interesting that was fun and rewarding and yeah you worked weekends and that was that and this answers the question of how did everything get done with less resources it's because of what (laughs) people are saying right now which is how they slept it they did it on the weekends that's how it got done must have some very forgiving, understanding significant others or no significant other. They're asleep. <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a, that's another hour-long interview. Um, this is me. I like to try to bring in the personal aspect to, to government business. Swig. Actually, you know, I, I, I'm going to pick up on that because um, I think this is interesting and I know Blaze definitely feels it. How our, the, the way we work isn't exactly um, nine to five, sit down in front of my computer and uh, off I go doing my thing. I can't work like that at all. And so it's I've, I've always had the prem- the feeling that I, I get paid an annual salary to do my annual job, not I 37.5 hours a day and half an hour for a break and two 15-minute exactly. breaks every time. That I don't work like that. I'm better off floating around. I mm-hmm. have conversations with people. I learn from them. I take that piece. I attach it to this piece over here. And what are you doing over there? And, oh, that fits into my project this way. And um, and this is plain design work. You can't you can't be creative in Office two point schedule. Oh, yeah. when you have the group beside you who are are heavy duty analysts who need to sit down and think and type. I, you know, I need to I need to talk things out. I need to throw things on the wall. I need to draw on the wall. I need to you know get up on the wall. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's very it's very interesting that this project really also kind of pushed the comfort zone when it comes to traditional work. Um, and I think that, I think that was, that was, I think that was a nice part of the project. Yeah. To be creative, you have to be inspired Mm -hmm. and to be creative all the time. You have to be inspired all the time (laughs) and to be inspired all the time. You have to be distracted all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Jean used to send me off to yoga to stand on my head to come up with a way to actually visualize something we were working on. That was the, that's a good way to see the world differently is to, I was sent home to take showers. Yep. (laughs) Really, we're not even joking. Okay. Yeah. No. yeah. Home. Best idea. Home. Yeah. We home. have shower- showers. We have showers here in this oh, building. No, there's good. Good, good, th- good thoughts don't come out of this shower. Yeah. downstairs. Okay. I take problems into showers and I come up with solutions or plans or anything. I used oh. to be like that in university. It's best thinking. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? I'm learning a lot about my colleagues today. I'm just saying. <laughs> We could easily do another six of these, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'd enjoy it. Speaking of which, as the third party 
sort of witnessing all of this unfold. I've really appreciated what I've sensed to be sort of the camaraderie. How was the experience of working together? Best experience in work I've ever had. I love these guys. It was, well, okay, let's put it this way. So uh, at one point, one of our bosses, because we've had two at least with the, on top of the different clerks. So one pointed out and said, oh, I sense a brother-sister thing going on with you and Blaze. And uh, <laughs> I think Was that was, with Gene or with Sage? No. <laughs> not Sage. No, no, no. And Between you two. Oh. No, because like sometimes Blaze and I would argue like brother and like sister. Brother and sister. Oh, yeah. We're married, and uh, Remember, work, yeah, they're wife. they're the work. work. Wife, yeah. so they're yeah, married. Your brother and sister, the, mother, because exactly. I mother him. Yeah. Have you eaten yeah. yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. She has experience. Um, the working together was like it's just to me. It's like it was genius. I loved I loved learning the different pieces that they brought to the table. Everybody, sorry, <laughs> everybody else brought a different aspect. And then, you know, somebody would say something, the teacher would say something, totally blow my mind. I'm like, yes, I'm going down that rabbit hole. And, you know, um, Blaze and Sage with design and Blaze with his uh, virtual engagement and so on. You know, it's sometimes it was just a matter of like, oh yeah, you know, I never thought of it that way. Or yes, I had that particular idea, but wow, thanks for giving me another rabbit hole to go down and explore. <laughs> and you know, like I, I, I really that part. I man, if you find another team like that where you can get people that really can sort of like flesh out the like sort of the I call it like the gray shadow pieces of yourself. And, and make you like either explore what you think is what is not is there, but you you're it's kind of like in the shadow or the periphery of yourself. I I, I appreciate that experience, you know. And like yeah, everybody has something different and fulfilling and uh, of value brought something to the table, you know. I love the diversity of the team. I thought it was. Great. I learned so much from the uh, facilitator design aspect, being an analyst. We think a certain way. So Blaze, for instance, would say something. I would have no idea what he was talking about because my mind does not work that way. But doing the side of the work which we did, which was the analytical side, they did the design side. We did the analytical side. It matched perfectly. But I never could have done what they did. So it was great. I learned a lot. Same here. I came in not knowing anything, and I learned so much from these guys. And just the friendship that's been created as well. You know, as soon as you walk in, they just welcome you in, and it's been great since. Previously to this job, I was more of a consultant to every single project instead of a team member. So it was um, it was a real change for me on, to be on a project full-time, not to talk too much about career development, but I had to fight my way to most projects. I have, I'm seen as, uh, sometimes I'm seen as a box instead of a person. So I'm, uh, yes. The Blaze box? Yes, the Blaze box. The the box known as the AS3. So the (laughs) AS3 can only do certain things, and then the EC6 can do other things. Mm. And so... Throughout the last seven years of my career, I've had to um, push and prod and like really fight my way to the table to say, no, I've, I've got all these skills. You should listen to me. But finally, I had a project where 
I didn't have to spend 90% of my time fighting to be at the table. I could just work. And so that's that was truly gratifying. And to have a team of people that works with you that not only not see that, but also tried to feed off of it, that's even better. So, like, learning how to apply my skills to a team experience was the first time ever. Hmm. So it was great. Yes. My turn. I I have to say that we are a great team um, because, not because of it, in spite of what was happening, I'm going to career limiting move here. I had a really, really hard time um, because we never had any, not formalized roles, but direction. And and the, because the team was never built, um, because there wasn't, a, there wasn't a concerted effort to create a team and build the dynamics, we had to kind of chip away at it ourselves. There was... A lot of tension at first uh, because the project was kind of, I felt like we were bowling people over initially with how we were working. Mm -hmm. And uh, it took a while for people to to realize that, yeah, you could open your mouth and say whatever you wanted. We wanted you to. Uh, that We were looking for that. We were looking yeah, more, the more the merrier. And we wanted to hear your crazy ideas. It, it was very, I found it very awkward. I found the first little while really painful. Meetings were difficult. And so I found that hard. I realized, so I, because I, I need, I'm very, as introverted as I am, I also need good relationships happening around me. So I went out of my way to make sure that I had a one-on-one relationship with everybody on the team and that that was comfortable. And then that worked for me. So when we came into the awkward team dynamic piece, mm. Uh, I at least was comfortable with everyone in the room and I knew how I knew what where they were coming from. Uh, I felt really out of control because often I felt like the awkwardness was imposed on us. It was not created by us. Yeah. And um, that well, that really frustrated me. And that's probably why I was so drained by this this um, project initially. But uh, I kind of feel like we started we would we, we gelled and things came together and it, it got much better. And I love everyone on a 100% personal level. I liked working with everyone. It was really wonderful. I learned everyone had a great piece to bring to the table. And that was really wonderful. And I enjoyed it. I just felt like we were na- not enabled to bring it to the table without confrontation. Mm-hmm. Which was so bizarre. Like, every time I step back, I'm like, I think, and I think, like, oh, my God. One aspect is, like, my my geek side is is satisfied, and then my nerdy side is satisfied, and then, you know, the cool side is satisfied. And, And so I'm just, I don't know what happened and why that happened at the beginning. Like, you know what I mean? The awkwardness that Sage is talking about. Because when... When it, it's like, like have you ever, ever, anyone ever had a person and like you know for some reason there's conflict with the person and you're like why aren't you and I best friends like we, <laughs> you know like we totally uh, maybe we totally work well like on paper what is happening so um, yeah I I was a little bit I don't know what created that dynamic I don't know I don't know we've sort of touched on the subject of of learning. But can we sort of delve a little bit further into specificity? What have you learned throughout the project? And specifically, you know, what do you appreciate that you've learned from each other? Uh, I learned that um, 
my conviction on on design and going to the users first really does work. Um, I really believe that writing stuff on sticky notes is not arts and crafts. It, there is a scientific thing behind it, and it it works. It really, really works well. Um, I learned that uh, that if I trust my instinct, I can do it. It's there. I've got it. I, I can I can put it together, and I can I can package it and speak to people plainly and clearly and and sell it. I think. I also learned that I can't bring it home and sleep on it constantly. <laughs> I need to find something that's a little bit more balanced in my life. So my next project is not going to be so clerk driven, nebulous and unknown. <laughs> I'm looking for concrete stuff now. Mm. I'd say that what I learned, uh, I had just been touching on when I joined the team, I had been, um, I had stumbled across the uh, Kynafin model. Did I say it correctly? Kynafin, yeah, because yeah, I used to pretend and call it the Sinfin. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the Kynafin. It's the Kynafin framework. And I had uh, stumbled upon it. And in the end, it turned out that we were looking at these wicked problems because that's what surfaced complex 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 problems and the kinefin model is one of the frameworks that you can use to address complexity and you know god knows i, I you know i i'm not uh, i haven't i'm just starting my uh, journey in that way but it was great to have a place to actually you know, apply a little bit of it, you know, a little bit of the, the concepts and the theories around it, like acceptation and so on and so forth. Anyhow, praxis and this and that and um, all these lovely things. Um, so the and, and same with the adaptive action cycle. And it was great to have a venue and a space to see some of it in action, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just a start. So from from that kind of brain standpoint, it was uh, it was great. The learning part is, I think, well, once again, way too late that, uh, well, Sage kind of touched on it, like trusting my own instinct. Uh, definitely need to do that more. And also, I always thought I was bold and le- bold, bold. And and it's true. I was more bold before I got a mortgage and I uh, realized that, oh, shit, you got to pay that every month, you know? Um and so I'd let's say that a little bit of my brassy boldness has worn off a little bit. I've tempered it because, well, I got to pay my mortgage. But I, I have to say that it, there's a, there's a, there's an, a fine art of boldness that I would say I have witnessed with Blaze and Sage. And, uh, you know, I really have to take a page out of that because, yeah, you know, when Blaze is saying standing up, it doesn't go that way. It has to go this way. That was uh, definitely some good learnings there. Uh, that entrepreneurial spirit, I didn't realize that in the government there's really a place for it. And I guess you have to look and read the signs of when it's okay to be that way. And uh, then then run with it. Like, don't... <laughs> and run fast! Because <laughs> that, that little wormhole closes super quick. They, and they only pop up once in a while. So once you see it, run and dive in. Um, I guess those are my learnings. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's funny because I always thought I didn't know anything about design thinking or any of these models that anybody else talks about before coming into this project. I kind of thought it was just common sense because 
to me, I personally have always kind of had that line of thinking in terms of how to approach things. But what I've realized is it isn't common sense and so many people lack it. It's frightening. And people have to be exposed to it. And I actually had no idea that that was the case. It makes me chuckle because I actually just thought that's the way people approach things where, in essence, they did not. It was sadly true. I've learned so much in this past year and a half. You should see my resume now. <laughs> it's It's pretty good. Before this job, it was, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But now it's like, mostly I feel that this job has taught me how to be an extrovert comfortably, getting myself out of my comfort zone. And I've been exposed to so many different aspects of the job that I have to be out of my comfort zone. And now I'm not afraid of talking about what I do and I can try to pitch our project to somebody else and make them believe it. Whereas before it just sounded like, I was reading it off of a piece of paper and, you know, they weren't very convinced that what we were doing was impactful. But now when I talk to them, they're just like, oh, shit, that's what you're doing. That's pretty cool. Like, why why doesn't anyone do that in our department or whatever? And um, I can I can confidently say that I have a lot of skills to be able to do this again, you know, still in the learning capacity, but not as in the dark as I was when I first started. My goal was to bring my soapbox to a bigger department, was to bring my utility belt of all the things and just go to, a, I called it a bigger pulpit. So I came from a very small world where everybody was a zealot and I wanted to go to a place. <laughs> what's that? I came, I came from Posse Horizons. You know, what's a zealot? As, as like a religious zealot. Like everybody is like converted to the point where they're. Do you know the word zeal? Zeal, like to have to be over. Overzealous. Oh, overzealous. Yeah, I know. Like how you describe yeah. something yeah. with that same word? Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So people are convinced of their abilities to the nth degree, but it hasn't been, or it is not exposed to large swaths of people, and therefore you don't know how well it works on that yeah. scale. So my my goal for this project was to take all those learnings and say, okay, so how, how do you apply it to the real world? How do you apply it to like a big organization or multiple organizations? And it turns out that it scales pretty well. You just have to lower a lot of expectations. <laughs> and um, what – yeah. It's true. Yeah. No, you do. Totally oh, my God. Agree. You do. Amen. Totally agree. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I come from a world where foresight is all about looking at 30 years ahead. And at departments, you can only go five years. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then you have to take – you have to look at all your other tools and say, how do I adapt these tools to this organizational reality? And I think that was the biggest lesson of all is that no matter what framework, approach, tool, workshop, design, whatever we take, you you have to think of how it fits within the organizational – the operational constraints that you have and the organiza organizational control that, that you also have. And – and so we can only move people so far, and especially in a very short timeline. You can only move, you can only push people to answer questions. Like, for example, in our first wave, you know, it's like I had, I had, I had a good engagement strategy, but it dealt with the hardest questions of them all. And so we had a great plan, and we were, by all the metrics that we set out, the most popular group on GC Connects. But did that give us what we wanted? No. Because what we wanted was something very deep, very personal, very intimate, 
We wanted people to talk about their challenges in such a way that they've never felt comfortable about talking about their challenges. So it's then that you have to take those tools and say, okay, so how do we refine them for them to work? So that is the learning. So you, we had to, and I don't solely think of myself in this, we had to learn every single day on this job to get our work done. Because like we've mentioned so many times before, we didn't have clear expectations. We had no clear idea how we were going to do it. There was no master plan. The master plan changes every week. And so you you learn. You just continuously learn throughout the entire project. And you learn to manage. I think managing the hierarchy, that's like the rough thing. Managing the hierarchy is the biggest thing I've learned on this project. Like learning to manage my manager, learning to make comfortable my executive, learning to convince my ADM of, you know, putting more resources on this. That's that's the stuff that I've learned. Oh, and learning how to write. I was not a good writer when I came on. I'm more comfortable writing now than I am. It takes me still a while to write a blog piece because it's a creative process. Trying to put things on paper is still hard for me because I can speak them out, but I can't write them down. What are the other things that I learned? Working as a team, that's probably the biggest one. Um, I have somewhat of an ego. (laughs) What? (laughs) I I wish this wasn't audio. You could see my mouth hanging open. (laughs) I have somewhat of an ego, and I am brash and sometimes sassy. 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 These are all shocking, shocking revelations. Hashtag sassy. And I tend to not keep my tongue in my pocket. Or his eyes... Pointed in one direction. They tend to roll yeah. around and around. Yeah. I've been told that I do not have a poker face. And so when in meetings with executives or ADMs, I have people looking straight at me for reaction shots to every single thing that's being said. Blaze will throw his pen, grab at throw, his hair, yes. start rolling his eyes. Yes, all those things. Shake um, his head. Uh, my partner usually usually tells people, like, warns people, you know, he's not a subtle human being. So. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that transparency? I no. like it. I, I okay. like people so, that I know I where love I stand. It. I love it and yeah. I hate it because we will have meetings. And, and the, the last piece he said about people um, kind of pulse checking on Blaze's face is exhausting because they just they, – it's, emo- it's an emotional roller coaster. And often he's processing information in his head and you can see him physically processing the information the gerbil is going and so and it's that wheel is turning so i actually at one point i remember i would i would actually put a piece of paper up between the manager and blaze's face so that we could actually have a conversation <laughs> because she was so distracted about what was going on it, it was ready to throw things <laughs> I, I, and i'm pretty calm. I, I was probably i was probably I'm willing to throw things also but not for the same reason um but but so yeah so that's so i can be a very difficult person to work with um and so that's that's out in the open i can be a very difficult person to work with so i had to learn a lot about working with others constantly and so i don't know if i'm a better person but i think i'm more open i, I would say like what um because i i bumped into that a lot uh, it's Stacy, and I bumped into Blaze's Blaze a lot. Now I'm also a really, I prefer that. Like I said, I prefer him being open and let's have a discussion. Let's talk about Zootopia and the race and all that, you know. And how blunt uh, it and is. how blunt like the racial divides and yeah. so on and stuff. Like that's what I'm all over that. In fact, when I first got here, like I was like, anyhow, I won't go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, though, is that what I would say is that sometimes, bless, um, I'm not sure. I think we're saying the same thing, but different ways. Probably, yeah. yes. And, yeah. and sometimes what I would, the only thing I would leave to say is like, just 
just listen, really listen to what's being said. Yeah. Because often people are agreeing with you, but they're trying to process it in their own, they're re, they're, they're paraphrasing you yeah. and, and putting it in their own language because we don't, although we speak the underlying meaning is the same, but the, the words, the actual language is, is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I would say. And also I find that in terms of ideas, like I found that sometimes if you let a little bit more in, your idea just blossoms from a a little sprout into this beautiful tree or or fruit bearing entity. If you just let a little bit more in, you know, like it's not a challenge. It really is. Like how can I, how can we create a beautiful thing? Garden, garden. Okay, garden. Oh. Yeah, garden. go with the garden. Garden, garden fruit garden, veg- vegetable garden, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, so that's what I learned. Okay. But we've started to stray into to things that you've learned, which you may be able to sort of bring forward. Mm-hmm. The learning from each other. Piece. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. All right, do me next. <laughs> oh, so okay, eager. I mean it like that. You know what I mean? Sorry. Okay. Never mind. Are we learning from each other, or are we actually? Are we? Okay, I wasn't ready for any like feedback on each other. Okay. Is that what no, we're well, doing now? That's where the, she the, the, went. Yeah, it's it's no, sort of. No, thank you. I don't want it. any feedback. <laughs> no, no, I didn't want any feedback. Sorry. No, 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 no. I don't want unsolicited. any. Maybe no, no. that's mine. No, no. Unsolicited. The whole point. No, no. The whole point was. You're that being I just feedback. wanted to lay the groundwork for. I actually I learned to work as a team with you guys because I was very much an individual. <laughs> so and one I thing I've learned from each other is learning to never have assumptions of what's going to come out of anyone's mouth and just. Being able to be flexible and yeah. roll with not the punch, yeah. the punches is the wrong word, but roll with what's coming, yeah. right? Like, yeah, because yeah. even though Blaze was not expecting um, a PMA discussion at this time, no, no, I was not. Um, definitely wasn't. He rolled with it. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm sorry. It was no, great. It's all like fun. It. No, it was funny <laughs> and good. It was good. It's all good. <laughs> it so what else did we learn about each other? Oh, can I? Well, I know what I learned from me working with these guys is um, a that we all have the same not the same ideas, but we all have this. We're coming from the same place, mm-hmm. and we all have, but we all have a different taxonomy Approach. and a, mm-hmm. or you know different words, mm-hmm. slightly different approaches. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, it's it is all that user first looking at how it works and what how it fits together. And what I was, what I learned from this was or from all these differences is um honing my communication like using the right words finding the words that resonate at the table because every table had a different set of words that that worked for them and kind of figuring out how to standardize the language for the team and as a group i I learned a lot and also having to explain what i'm thinking really helped make Mm. it better you know i have a little like the seed the seed is in there and as i start to explain it and as they asked great questions and they prodded and they poked at things. And because of that, they were, it was, it was able to you know, turn it into something that was amazing. It wasn't, it wasn't just me by myself coming up with this plan or anything there. Everything we did was collaborative. We, mm-hmm. we built it together. There was no, like, I never felt like I would say it's my plan and I did this. I couldn't, I physically could not say any piece of this project was mine, even coding the stupid GC. PDF pages to look pretty. I have to Weren't say, we supposed to go out and have like a restaurant meal or something? Probably. Yeah. 
they they co opted me into their GCpedia oh, page. I think I owe like, him something. Yeah. A million time, like a, a million years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That's anyway. Todd's passive aggressive way of saying, "Did you, you owe me? You me. owe me yeah. suffer. <laughs> I want my five what dollars. About Todd today? $2. Actually, it's oh, my two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about validating my existence. <laughs> I just want to feel loved too. Tell us more. I'm not part of your group. Let's talk about that. What did you do for us again, Todd? Sage. Yeah. She uh, she was building oh, the GCpedia hurts. page. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to remember because it was like coding help. He helped me code. The oh yes, yes. yes because I remember because now. a key piece of our key... it was that long ago though. So oh, wow. here's something else I learned I about this project. It is about packaging, 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 packaging. You might have an amazing, phenomenal idea, but if you don't package that baby it's right, true. Yeah. it's trash. It's you might true. have a crappy ass fantastic idea that's dumb as hell but if you know how to package it it will go all the way up and so i can i can code in gcpedia i'm okay <laughs> i am not anything i'm not stellar and so uh this was our only communication tool really truly it was our website where we needed to put up and share because sharing was a very key part of the project in order to share I needed the GCP page. Um, in order to get approval, it had to look pretty. Pretty. And oh my, that's not easy to <laughs> there do. Was, there was a belief that a pretty website increases the likelihood that people are going to read it. Mm. First, how you get them there. That's, yeah, it's that point well, no. in the process, right? It's like, yeah. how, how I you care get about them? getting there. I had yeah. to make it look pretty first. <laughs> Sometimes there was the question of font sizes and... Yeah color schemes and all those things solving the problems of the world here yes yes we are <laughs> solving the problems of the world um what was the we came up with a after hearing that so many times we came up with a phrase what is the phrase a website is not a viable solution is that the phrase <laughs> yes. yes yes creating a website is not a viable solution or the first step in your process never should never be the first step in your process we should make pins, pins. or t-shirts, yes. meme like t-shirts. Yeah, with a little. Remember the little Gov Rockstar things? I think yeah. we should re, re, revisit the Gov Rockstar yeah. and start putting a website is not a viable yeah. solution no. on it. And I'd then maybe we have a few other catch. Yeah, phrases. there's a few. Catch we could make money. <laughs> or wait, we're not allowed. Wait a second, that's or, a value. Or, or, or provide an actual service. Let's provide a service here. <laughs> I'll provide a service to other public servants. Four fingers, four fingers, four fingers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It we is, need a visual. It's hard to 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 you know when you're just bursting with enthusiasm. <laughs> measuring your distances is challenging. Uh, yeah, the packaging, the packaging was so super important. Um, <laughs> we haven't taken any pictures of our. Oh. Tweet it. Should we take pictures of the? Of yeah. The, hashtag Toddcast. Yes. Hashtag Toddcast. You should make a meme out of it. Hilarious. Go to go to Imflip Im and then make a meme out of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Make a meme. You take a picture, you put some text on it, and then, is? and then yeah. the text is ironic. You know what we learned from each other? I loved our geek out sessions. Where we would, oh my God, I learned yeah. so much. The geeking. Yeah. So oh we would God. stop because we all worked. Well, <laughs> Matt, poor, Denise had to walk over, but we all sat in, a, in an open square together. And so once in a while, we would all turn our chairs inward and we would discuss like geeky things. Geek versus nerd. What makes yeah, it? Yeah, remember the, the, uh, the, Venn the Venn diagram. The Venn diagram. The Venn diagram. Oh, yeah, geek, nerd, and yeah. dork. Um, or the history of Sociopath, Batman, psychopath. or and we the asked, Marvel versus DC yeah. comics. We asked Blaze about <laughs> superhero stuff. Blaze even gave me the encyclopedia of oh, Marvel comics One for of my them. son. One of them. Who loves it. All loves it. So thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, we learned a lot from, from If I had a Blaze. superhero question, I would come in. And I think I had one probably 
every like couple of weeks or so for Blaze. Like I'd come in and say, Blaze, why are Superman and Batman fighting? In why are they voice. having a battle? And then he'd say, oh, yeah, well, you know, the history is that every, <laughs> every so often. You don't remember, do you? You don't remember when I gave it an No, no, of why? course, yeah. of course I am. I'm just wondering if there's a cue for me to actually tell this story. Yeah, please. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but basically, don't we have he, better things to talk about? All my geek, all my geek questions. Sorry, it's yeah. fun when it wanders a little bit. Sorry. Insights. Can we talk about Will Wheaton? Well, no, what? not in this oh, episode. But see, yeah, no, sure. but we did talk about him. Yeah, yeah, we time. did. We did. Yeah. I sent out a link. Yes, you we did. talked about tabletop. Tabletop. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. that yeah. one email where I where just before Christmas last, not last year, but the year before, I sent you guys a wonderful email detailing like absolutely five things that you should be on the lookout for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually watched that episode. It was hilarious. Oh, and the other fun thing we did with the team was Friday mornings, uh, lip sync battle oh, watching. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I miss True. that so much right that now. I know. My new yeah, thing. there's 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 a whole left it. by Channing Tatum. Um, mm. channeling, oh yeah. Channeling Beyonce. That's just empty in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> actually, there's something I can't get out of my head. Is that mm-hmm. never can't wipe it. <laughs> Why would you want to? Oh, have you seen it? She didn't. She didn't get to watch the Channing Tatum. We'll show it to you later. Yeah. Pretty good. You make and then make team, team it to building me is my initiation. You should delete that and not see it because it sounds like a thing that you can't unsee. Yeah. Oh no no, it's I amazing. It was amazing. Oh, is it? It's amazing. It's okay. Denise, amazing. did you get to do the employee bingo that I put together? Uh, no, I don't no. think so. I've also made a bingo card for new employees. So walk them through kind of the key components of what our project was. Oh, boy, that would have been helpful. And this, the, you know, the Kennefin uh, framework video to explain what it was. And, I and might have went running. It probably, might. Yeah, I know it was fun. And then you, Sometimes and then it's good to be blind. Part of them were, you know, have coffee with Blizz, have coffee with Sage. Mm-hmm. Coffee with Tisha. Have coffee with It really helps. <laughs> because we really feel mm-hmm. like that it was really helps. the key part of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, we had the bingo and it was kind of fun, but we never had. That's because or we, Louisa was yeah, the only one that we got went. It. She got it? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. She got bingo. I think because you were already an employee, they didn't think you Yeah, true enough. Because Muna did. And we hit the ground running. Yeah, you had yeah. a day. We had no time. Yeah. So. I remember the new guy yeah. was supposed to come in and work, and I was like, oh, Anne asked me to put a name tag on his computer, and I didn't do it, so I was like, okay, i got to get him work early before she sees it, and I go, and I do it, and I put it on his computer, and then that day we find out, oh, he's not coming anymore, oh. and I was like, oh, I had to, I had to waste my time. There you go. <laughs> Those precious Moral minutes, you yeah. will never get them back. Don't do stuff until yeah. the last, after the last minute. As Blaze yeah. knows, I'm just afraid all the time of getting in trouble. <laughs> Because of my previous job, I'd get in trouble all the time. So now I'm like, okay, if the boss wants me to do something, I got to do it. And so Natisha went like from like polar opposite jobs, yeah, to oh, yeah. to yeah, you could you know this is your box and you stay in your box too. Please, can you put the box on the shelf already? We yeah. do not want the box in the room. Like you're going Thank to the you. bathroom. There is no We're box. Timing you. Yeah, there is yeah. no box. The spoon isn't real. Like, I'm still no learning that. <laughs> there is no spoon. Bending the reality around the box. Pick pick your color pill. Do we want to talk about insights? Yes, yeah. insights. What can you share with someone who's thinking of undertaking something like this? <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run! Okay. Sorry, no. I would say wrong. do it. If you yeah. need to convince them that it's something that they could do. Yeah. Go to the doctor ahead of time and get some prescriptions. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for sleep uh, and muscle relaxants, muscle relaxants. anti-anxiety <laughs> drugs. Your learning migraine curve will be my, high. Migraine pills. Okay, no more funny. Okay, insights. All the stuff I had in my medicine bag anyways. So. 
<laughs> so one of, perfect. I think we touched on one of the biggest insights is lay out some scoping questions of what you're trying to do and make it as realistic and tangible as possible. Make it as realistic and tangible as possible. Um, the other thing is don't assume that you know anything about the thing that you're looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. No assumptions. No assumptions. Like none. Just just mm-hmm. clear like clear sky. I know nothing. Or write them down and stick them on the wall. Yes. Yes. And then use those to challenge. And, and then discover who are all the people that work around the thing that you're working. And that uh, the whole listen, 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 mm-hmm. active listening mm-hmm. all the time, a uh, huge piece to it from your colleagues, from the people that are peripheral to the project, you name it. They, you'll be pulling things out everywhere. It's interesting. Yeah. And don't be afraid to push back like Blaze was yeah. talking about earlier. That's important. And I think often we if we're in government a really long time, we don't push back. Mm-hmm. We say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And because of fear, because of fear, and yeah, I think that's key. That's true. And spend the time on packaging. So you know, you're doing great. Everyone, everyone I know is doing amazing things. I, I just mm-hmm. keep uncovering brilliance. And uh, if you get the nice thing about the project like this is we did get visibility, and we were able to push things up and get get up to the people we don't normally get up to. Mm-hmm. And so by by. I think I realized pushing and actually just stating the facts and really say this is what we learned and this is what we got out of it went huge way. They, I, don't, I think it was a kind of eye opening and the aha moment. I think because they've had so much, yes, ma'am, I'll do whatever you say, and to have someone come up and going, well, this sucks. Look, mm-hmm. there's unhappy faces everywhere in this journey map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go, holy crap, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, unhappy and the hair pulling out um, image was my favorite on my on my journey map. That was that was brilliant. But uh, being able to visualize and show what we were lear- our learnings along the way spoke volumes to senior management. Mm-hmm. They are, they're so used to the written word mm-hmm. that when they start to see pictures of what we were trying to explain, mm-hmm. it just spoke to them. Yeah. Oh, and ask yourself the question, why, all the time. Oh, yeah. And then once you have good answers, tell that to people. Like, it's not just I want you to do X or we want to do X. It's why we want to do x why it's important to do this why we want you on board those things uh the why's in the house the house is harder because it's like how am i going to do this but the why crap like it that's your that's your golden nugget your golden like the 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 excalibur is why other insight i would say is um just be comfortable with as much as you can with uncertainty Mm -hmm. And trust that it's like, trust your process, right? It may not be, I always say like, I like to have a plan. Things don't have to go as planned, but I need to have a plan. <laughs> so, you know, it's the insight of, of, of the uncertain. So mm-hmm. once you start with something, don't keep going in that direction if it's not working and be brave enough to, to admit to yourself and to your colleagues, we need to change course. And, um, and say, and you know, that I'm not really sure why maybe, and maybe it's just instinct at this point, but let's talk about it. Let's talk. I'm not saying that's not what we did. I think that's what we did. Uh, (laughs) but I think there's a lot of that out there that where people just say, well, that was the plan. So we need to follow the plan Mm -hmm. as planned, right? Even when the plan's not working anymore. Um, and then just being comfortable 
with being uncomfortable. Um, there were lots of uncomfortable moments for me during on the journey. And I really had to just get comfortable with that. And I, I would say that, uh, you know, apparently um, research shows that we as humans, we don't deal. We actually go nuts if we have too much exposure to uncertainty and for too long, <laughs> prolonged period of time. Uh-oh. But, um, you know, I think I know for a fact that in leadership, that is one of the things, the keys is, is to uh, to be able to deal with uncertainty. And I think that one way to to be able to live in that prolonged area or space of uncertainty is to have the support of your colleagues to say, you know, look, I'm really uncertain and could be for whatever reason, I'm uncertain. And then sometimes when just by saying that out loud, some assurance comes out of it because then we start to say, well, you know, we're certain about this and we're certain about that. We may not be certain about the whole thing, but there is some degree of, of certainty and that alone can help, you know, sort of talk you down from the edge. So, yeah, that's what... Uh, uh, another one is if you're going to spend, if you're being told to look for solutions, fight back and talk about root causes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, solutions are easy to sell, but they don't actually solve anything mm-hmm. uh, if you don't actually know what you're fixing. Mm-hmm. So root causes, always more important than solutions themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to undertaking an initiative like this, it's 100% empathy. You have to go about it wanting to know what's wrong with and how other people feel. And you have to be open and I think a smile on your face. I think took us very far. I'm interested in what you're saying and help like like help me help Mm -hmm. you kind of thing. And it wasn't a tagline and I think that's why it worked. It's because people can sense the authenticity and the sincerity in that. And I agree with Sage. It does go a long way. So don't be afraid, I guess, to bring your authentic empathy. And bring your passion to the table, too, because it it actually stops people from uh, the knee-jerk no reaction. When you bring so much passion and so much excitement to the table, they go, oh, oh, I don't know if we want to hurt her feelings. Maybe we should let her talk. (laughs) (laughs) Even if they don't agree. And even if it doesn't go anywhere. But... (laughs) What's next for, for all of you? Do we want to go around the table or just have people jump in? As What's they next is we're all going for drinks after work tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. Uh, oh, did, maybe did you guys not term, invite Todd? Because that's awkward. Awkward. <laughs> it's in the mail. Do you want to come for drinks tonight? <laughs> is it feasible for you to come out? I know that you have kids. It's, uh, They'll buy you dinner. <laughs> Did you say they? We may have to postpone that to a different day because oh, okay. I have to do that. <laughs> my day is completely full after now, after lunch, mm-hmm. all afternoon, and then all evening. It's just, it's it's terrible. You're so popular. So what is next for us? Yes. And beyond just the, the immediate drinking, oh, you mean, uh, merrymaking, <laughs> revelry good stuff. It's March 31st, dude. Yeah. Oh, I am applying frantically for jobs so that I don't have to go back to my old job. But you have a resume now that's just chock full of yeah, goodness. Right. But people have to yeah. be willing to look into it, you yeah. know? That's that's the part. You can knock on every door and show them how enthusiastic mm-hmm. you are and how how able you are, but if you don't fit what they're looking for, then it's hard. And I'm scared. I'm really scared. I'll be scared. <laughs> I'm terrified actually. She's always scared, but it always works out for her. So she has to yeah. learn to just yeah. deep breath. But I can't go away. back to that that place. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> they can know. Who are they? 
We're not going to say. We're not going to say. Exactly. Go so back. we're good. What's next for you, Denise? Um, well, we'll keep going here for another, what, two months? Three months, yeah. Three months? Three months. <laughs> and then uh, go back to my small department and agency role, I imagine. Woo! I know, I know. The world awaits me. I'm very excited. But hopefully I'll be able to spread some of what I've learned out to uh, mm-hmm. other people. So that's what I'm hoping. You? I'm unsure where I'm going next. I've got this big toolbox that's just mm-hmm. waiting for a place to to house it. There is one project on the horizon. We'll see if there's any buying in a, at Exco. There is a proposal to uh, start a training program to uh, build policy innovation training. So a lot of the stuff that we did, oh. the active listening, the coaching, the facilitation. It's a tiered approach. It would require actual boxes on a more permanent basis to both manage the training and then manage the support of the community because there's a lot of there's a lot of demand inside the department for it. So there needs to be some some place for that to be housed. There's a lot of linkages. There's a lot of buy-in to do it. We'll see if that buy-in translate into action. That's like where a lot of my eggs are, are headed. Yeah. If not, there are other places to go. So I'm less worried about that. I'm just trying to find the right fit mm. for me. Uh, I'm already on the next thing. I got lucky and got a very cool job offer. So I'm currently sitting across the street, luckily close, so we still do coffee, at uh, Veteran Affairs, doing basically user-centered design work with them, uh, service design, looking at how they're delivering services to veterans and how we can improve them and fix them and make them awesomer. Add delight all over it. Look at you with the lean language. Delight? Um, is it yeah, delete no. oh, I had it first. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Are you done? No, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm just going. Today's my last day over here at uh, on the Red Tape team. Tomorrow, uh, I go back to TBS Oak Grove CLR walk. And from there, I don't know. I got a couple irons in the fire. We'll see if anything pans out. I don't know. You know, we'll see. And... I just really hope that it's not a long time before I get to use these skills again, mm-hmm. because what a freaking waste if, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yep. no, yep. seriously, no, people, sure. but you can integrate it every day, burn the f- up anyhow. Um, sorry. What I, I just, I'm sorry, but you can, like, everything we do. Not, not if you are in a place that doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. CG. Sagey. I've been wanting to call her Sagey the whole friggin' time. Yeah, so, um, I'm good with that. It's so, no, it's true. There's sometimes you just don't get the opportunity. Um, I, I, cause the thing is, before I came here, I tried to do like little things like, you know, like some of the, the, um, approach to meetings that are a little bit different and so on and so forth. And, and people thought like, you're crazy. You think if I brought broke out sticky notes, <laughs> do you know how far that would go? Okay. Like, anyhow. So, um, yeah, like people thought I was being silly when I'd say like, no, we got to make him look like a champion, like a superhero. Oh, you mean like put a little cape on him? <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe if that's, you know, like it's like a visual. Anyhow. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Irons in the fire. Hopefully get to use skills and so that they're nice and they don't atrophy and stuff like that. Agreed. What's next for you, Todd? Besides a busy night ahead of I'm actually going to another job interview this afternoon at 1 o'clock. Oh, not, nice. not that that going to Anarchan and being a free agent and having free reign to go anywhere in the government and do whatever I want. Well, 
If, 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 Aren't you if, already doing that? If they'll hire me. Aren't you already <laughs> doing that? And what have you been doing me? for the last four yeah. years of your life, dude? Yeah. I have a short attention span. I'm, 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 I think I would be a good fit for something that's very project-based because I've, I've had these lovely honeymoon periods with HRSDC, with the OPC, TBS. And, <laughs> Multiple and, times. And, and yeah, yeah. Actually, I've done two different jobs for TBS while I've been here these 18 months. And now, yes, I'm, I'm going off to something else. So yeah. please hire me. Don't, um, for, don't forget April 13th. I have some privacy background. I have some GC tools yeah. background. Um, that GC tool stuff will And that voice. I mean, the voice. And, yeah. and, and, uh, the voice. and I was a radio disc jockey 30 years ago, and I still pretend to be occasionally. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So, was 12. No, I was yeah. 16. So that was my after-school job at, at age 16 was, yes, get off school, go home, oh. eat, and then do, like, the evening shift till from, like, 7 to 1 a.m. Wow. And then crawl out of bed the next day and, yeah. Do it all over again. And it was... It was cool. It was so cool. <laughs> I was two years old. This is why I pretend yeah, to do yeah, this yeah. now. God. Yeah. It's fun. I have software and I've got some equipment. Why don't I just go out and do this? So that's what I did. Do you need music for your show? I would just have to do something in the credits where, because everything that I release is Creative Commons. So people, as long as they, there's, they attribute the creators, the contributors, and they agree to share alike any derivative works that they make of, of the show it's pretty much out there for people to, to use within those constraints when you take something that's copyrighted or something and try to fold that in there it, it gets kind of a little dicey so okay. yeah i could say in the outro credits music provided by natisha yeah. and, and no it's it's yeah. just natisha just natisha yeah. drop the and no it's not creative commons though but i have special permission to use just for this just for this episode so if, if you want to have it you better go and, and see her directly and get the licensing rights to it. We okay. can do that. Got it. Yeah. Oh, and a last thought on performance management. Oh. A true- <laughs> I, I have to go soon. I it's, just have to say. No, I was just going to say. It's 12.01. A true, a true talent management plan starts with your, with, with a, should start with a three. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, are we good? Final thoughts? Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, friends. This was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Todd. But not forever. And everyone should do this for their projects. You're not far, and we're not far. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. You've been listening to Talking Feds. I'd like to thank my guests, Sage Cram, Blazy Bear, Stacey Elelegy, Natisha Patel, and Denise Wild. All opinions expressed on the program are strictly those of the individual and are not necessarily those of their employer. Talking Feds is planned, written, and technically produced using open source software, Canboard, DocuWiki, and Audacity running on Kubuntu Linux and Linux Mint KDE Edition. Our theme music is by Jazar and is used under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Talking Fed's content is also free to use and share under the same CC by SA license. And episodes are always available on the open web at toddlines.ca. If you've got a comment, suggestion, or a question, please join the Talking Feds group 
on GC Connects. You can also reach me directly at Todd at ToddLyons.ca. I'm Todd Lyons. Thank you for listening.